my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to think through your winter backup plan. Between bad weather and illnesses, much can go wrong. But if you anticipate obstacles ahead of time, you can stay on track. I'm generally an optimistic person, but when it comes to plans, I've discovered that it's useful to be a pessimist. For instance, in general, air travel works great. But whenever you try to connect, you double the chances of late flights leaving you stranded. So if there aren't direct flights out of Philadelphia, where I live, to my destination, I'll often drive to Newark to get one. It's an extra 50 minutes in the car, but that beats getting stuck for eight hours, or overnight, in O'Hare. Winter presents all sorts of chances for things to go wrong. So, as with flying direct, it's wise to ask if there are any little investments you can make now to prevent misery or big time sinks later on. Here's one. My family doesn't get in the car for winter trips without coats, hats, and gloves. Sure, we're going from a heated house to a heated car to a heated location somewhere else. But you never know when there could be an accident or some reason you might have to get out of the car. That would be bad enough with winter gear. Without boots and gloves, it might be really dangerous. Likewise, here's one I learned the hard way. If you live somewhere that snow is a possibility, never park your car on the roof deck of a garage. Once in March, all was sunny when I left for Seattle. I returned after midnight a few days later to find my car buried in not only the 10 inches of snow that had fallen, but the drifts that the plow had created as it shoveled out the lanes. I should have checked the forecast and hunted a little harder for a spot on a lower level. Sleet and snow can create all sorts of issues that behoove backup plans. For instance, if you have school-aged children, school may be your default childcare for much of the day. So if there are days of two-hour delays due to weather, how do you plan to deal with them? How about early dismissals? Or if school is closed for snow? Of course, if school is closed for snow, your office might be too. But your office doesn't close when a child is homesick from school or daycare. What's your backup plan for that? It should be a robust plan, because it turns out little kids get sick a lot. I didn't really appreciate this when I first became a parent. 
Years ago, my husband and I put our yet-to-be-born first son on the list for a great daycare within walking distance of our apartment. This seemed like a perfect solution, and in our minds, this meant our childcare needs were solved. Then, that first winter, our son got sick for approximately five weeks total. Nothing serious, thank goodness. Just low-grade fevers and tummy troubles. But these meant we'd wake up in the morning and realize he couldn't go to daycare. This was stressful in terms of trying to plan work. We wound up with several backup sitters who had during-the-day availability on short notice. We also wound up with an understanding that if I covered more of the work week, my husband would have the baby much of the weekend, and I could work then. Though, it turns out no one wants to schedule a meeting on Saturday afternoon. So long-term, this wasn't going to work. This is why we hired a nanny by the time our second son was born. Though, this turns out not to be foolproof either. Caregivers can get sick too, so we need backup plans for that as well. That said, I've met families that do manage the little kid illness as well, even with school or daycare as the primary childcare. Children are a shared responsibility, which means that childcare is a shared responsibility, and backup plans are a shared responsibility too. On my blog recently, I profiled a family that elected to split days when the kids had to stay home. She might take the morning with a sick child, and he would take the afternoon. This was inefficient in some ways because both parties had to commute and both had to get ready. But the upside was that neither had to take a full day off. They would push meetings into the half day they had in the office and log extra hours early or late to get their most urgent to-dos accomplished. I've also seen couples split days of the week when each is on call. So if a snow or sick day happens on Monday or Tuesday, one parent covers. If it happens on Wednesday or Thursday, the other parent covers. Maybe Friday rotates. This way, both parties can triage their schedules to aim to put anything unmissable on the days that they won't miss. Or maybe you're lucky enough to have really reliable backup care, like grandma living next door. A loving caregiver who doesn't mind dealing with runny noses on short notice is something to celebrate in winter. As for your own illnesses and managing teams who might be dealing with illnesses and bad weather, the best thing you can do as a backup plan, is to work ahead. It's rarely a good idea to leave things to the last minute in general, but it's a particularly bad idea during winter, when leaving just 24 hours for a key person to review a proposal is an invitation for that person to be down for the count with the flu. Aim to be done by at least a few days before any big deadlines. That way, if something hits last minute, you're good. If something hits earlier, you've got a buffer to absorb the lost time. And that can make everyone feel far more calm. So today, take a few minutes to think about what could go wrong this winter. Think about systems and solutions you can come up with now to minimize the fallout from these problems. Maybe nothing bad will happen, but we live in the real world. Most likely, something will. Best to be prepared. In the meantime, this is Laura, Thanks for listening, and here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. 
Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.